Good morning. Hey, everyone. We are live for our daily drop-in morning show where the Teach Better team goes live every single day, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern to welcome you in the morning, be a brainstorming partner for things that you are thinking through, debating, and also bring you some good news, some celebration, and a little bit of wackiness. Uh, my name is Ray Heward. I, it's Friday, so you know I am joined by the incredible Brad Hughes. We have a lot in store for you, and we also will be recapping the entire week, because on Fridays, we do a recap of all the conversation in case you've missed anything. So get ready for some fun, add some good mornings, and any questions that are top of mind in the comments, we'll do our best to get to those. Make sure you fill up your coffee, because we'll start with our morning cheers, and we'll be right back. Happy daily drop-in. Brad, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Ray. I'm doing great. I'm all set for a fantastic Friday daily drop-in with the fab, the incredible, the wonderful Ray Hewitt and our Teach Better family. It's our second Friday together. It feels like we've been doing this for ages and ages, and I'm excited for, about a great drop-in show this morning, Ray. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled. And I knew you were ready because when you popped on with that stellar flowery button-up shirt, oh. like you are... You are really setting the bar high this morning, I have to tell you. I, uh, I'm i I'm ready for a great finale to the week, just like our great Teach Better Chat finale last night. So I wanted to, you know, just you know, kind of just floral things up a little bit and, and get the sparks flying just to start the day. I do have to say, I think that there's a lot of celebration that we have on this beautiful Friday. The chat at concluding yesterday is something that I cannot wait to celebrate with everybody. I think we should reminisce a bit about the the love that we have for that incredible Twitter chat that has been such a staple in the Teach Better family for so long. Dave Schmidt did an outstanding job kind of wrapping that up as the Teach Better team representative of our live recap. And, and honestly, Brad, to be honest, we missed a very important national holiday yesterday. We'll be coming back to that to discuss that today. But before we start, I know that everyone's feeling very ambitious this morning. I'd love to start with our morning cheers. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I was not live yesterday. It was Jeff and Mike live yesterday. And I really enjoyed while I was driving in the car um, to my to a school visit that I was doing yesterday. And I was able to do my cheers from the car. I was like, oh, I still feel very included. So These morning so rituals are key. And this has been our focus all week long. Uh, great starts and great endings to the day. So Morning rituals are everything, whether it's a cup of coffee or whether it's uh, yoga or uh, a radio uh, radio show you tune into or something you throw on uh, your computer or television. Whatever get, gets your day started and gets you in the right frame of mind to, I guess, meet whether, whatever challenges are ahead, that's a, always a good thing. I would like to publicly complain, though, because yeah. I was listening to Daily Drop-In yesterday in the car. Somebody, Maybe somebody in the comments can help me with this. I know we're only three minutes in and everybody's like, Ray, we haven't even sipped our coffee yet. Yeah. But see if anybody can give me some suggestions. So I'm listening to Daily Drop-In in the car. So I either could pull it up on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. And I was right. just listening to it. I wasn't obviously watching the video. I was focused on driving. But it only plays, at least on my phone, 
I couldn't like transfer back to the maps because I didn't know where I was driving. So I was like trying to follow my directions. But then every time I transferred, I couldn't like keep listening to the Facebook video in the background. Whereas if I had waited to not participate live and I just would have been listening to Teach Better Talk podcast, that would play while your maps was open, right? Do you see what I'm saying? I sure do. It the, our my uh, my Android autoplay doesn't like it when I actually switch apps on the phone, which I shouldn't be if my hands are on the wheel anyway. But yeah, yeah. it's finicky. And what we need is we need a dedicated. I think we need a dedicated Teach Better app that will give us all of the Teach Better that we would ever ever want or need wherever we are in the in, in at home in the car in the plane at the spa. Uh, I I love your mindset, Brad. I think that's so spot on. And I just think of all the places we stream in the morning live for this, you know, fun morning show, we get to wake up together, debate interesting topics, you know, provide some celebration for the day. I understand Facebook not streaming during other apps, but YouTube should. I don't know why I feel that way. YouTube's kind of like podcasts, like podcasts, podcasts can move and continue to listen to them while other apps are the priority on your phone. I just think YouTube should. I don't know what my mm -hmm. sticking point is for that. I think what we'll do right after the show, Ray, is we'll get onto YouTube and find their feedback uh, mechanism, and we'll yeah. just type in, be more better, and, and just leave it at that. that. That's all they should need to know to fix this problem. And, and just, you want to hashtag teach better. They should, oh, teach better. We got to get that fixed. You know, I really appreciate, Brad, your your dedication to solving this problem for me. I You're the best. Thanks. I'm I'm highly dedicated to uh, to motivating others to solve problems for me, uh, and it works really well. Wait, friends. I'm sorry. We have not been paying attention to the comments. I'm so sorry. I do want to say good morning to all of you, but can we talk about this? Oh. Alex says YouTube will let you stream when you're doing other things if you pay for premium. So this is actually a payment thing that I need to apparently go consider purely to listen to teach better talk podcast and have google maps open at the same time this that is must be it. this is this is youtube robbing us of happiness is what this is it, it really is i'm just going to check i've got i'm just going to check in a drawer over here i've got a coupon i've got a coupon i'll send it your way i've got a coupon right here for that youtube premium uh, i'll send it your way and then you can uh you can report back to teach better uh, headquarters and let us know what's going on I love it. This is great. Hey, Alex, since you're in the comments and you're like the knower of all the information this morning at 6.06 .06 Central Time, could you tell <laughs> us how expensive premium is? I'm just curious. This is really this is really not anything to do with daily drop-in. I just have to know, like, if that's going to be a feature, what's the deal? And I think Teach Better should sponsor all Teach Better family members to have YouTube premium strictly to solve this problem. That's my mindset. Should be great. Uh, any of our Teach Better ambassadors could maybe earn uh, YouTube premium points by, uh, you know, as part of their tracker. I know that Alex is one of the uh, the ambassador head lead ambassadors of data management, so maybe that could be incorporated into the uh, Teach Better ambassador trackers. Is, is working. I love that. I love that. Yeah, for those of you who aren't, uh, you know, familiar with how the Teach Better ambassador program works, those applications open like once or twice a year. I actually. I don't know when the next one opens. I'm not trying to do a spoiler right now, but I think it's in the, the late winter, early spring, I think is when the next one's opening. Like I really want to, I'm saying February, but I don't actually know. So I'm throwing that out there. I'm pretty sure. And then, so if you're interested in becoming an ambassador, keep your eyes out for February. 
But you can also join the waiting list to actually get updated when the information is actually accurate over at teachbrighter.com slash ambassador. But the reason I say this is because, Brad, you're noting one of the many features of being an ambassador is that our ambassadors kind of earn points for their participation in things and they can earn then these like really cool prizes, one of which should be YouTube premium. I agree. Well, it's about carrying the flag for our wonderful Teach Better family and our ambassador team is second to none. Uh, we've got uh, we've we've got so much going on in the Teach Better family. The idea is to bring all that goodness to people in ways that make sense to them. And uh, I mean, the most important thing is through through ambassadors and through our Teach Better friends, we've we've got a network of people that are helping people get things done. Uh, I think about our Teach Better mastermind for admin and for uh, entrepreneurs. So you bring your problems of practice forward, and you've got you know a team of colleagues, uh, a team of friends, a, a, a team of people that are rooting for you and they're, they're right there and they're available. And it's, it's, it's such a sweet, sweet deal. In fact, I think it's such a sweet deal rate. We probably need a waiting list for the waiting list because there's so much demand for all of the TV goodness. We need a waiting list to get on the waiting list. And then you'll get a notification when your waiting list has moved up to the real waiting list. And then you can, you can move forward like that. You know, Brad, I was in a, a whole slew of meetings yesterday afternoon and one of which um, may have, I'm not spreading rumors, may have been focusing on two new masterminds coming to the Teach Better family. And we already have two very active masterminds right now, one specifically for administration leadership in schools. If you're a school leader and you're not a part of our admin mastermind, go join that. That's on Tuesdays. It's literally once in the morning, once in the afternoon, you kind of pick whatever works best for your schedule. So, so good. A phenomenal group. I know, Brad, you're very involved with that crew. We also have our Edupreneur Mastermind, which are kind of just educators coming together that in addition to being obviously very, very dedicated educators, have kind of like side gigs that they're working on. And some of the side gigs are related to education, like they want to do coaching or provide professional development. Some of the side gigs are like things that have nothing to do with education, like they want to become a professional painter and sell their paintings, right? It's like kind of like those side projects people enjoy. Um, so those two masterminds have been fun. I heard a rumor about two more. So if you are in a Teach Better family group, you might enjoy some some options headed your way. But Brad, we should stop spreading rumors and we should probably say good morning to people. We have a lot of people joining us in the comments. Amazing. Good morning, Bree. I know Alex, we said good morning to He's been helpful. Katie Miglin in the house. I got to bring her coffee yesterday morning, Brad. So, so nice. That was so fun. So cool. Um, it looks like Bree is giving a shout out here. She says, Instagram live tonight to celebrate Choose Your Cheer, 6 p.m. Eastern, Edumatch Publishing. Brad, do you know any other details about that? That sounds fun. Uh, Brienne is the author of a new uh, picture book, Choose Your Cheer. The illustrations are also incredible, Brienne. So excited and uh, for you, so proud of you. And so that's the book launch for Choose Your Cheer. How 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. This is her third children's book, I think, isn't it? I think that's right. I, second or third. And Brie, you can confirm. But uh, the, the previews look amazing. And it's always a pleasure mm -hmm. to celebrate these uh, these great things coming out to people from our Teach Better family. Yeah, guys, I know it's it's Friday afternoon or Friday morning right now. This afternoon, like 12 hours from now or 11 hours from now, head over to Instagram Live with EduMatch Publishing. We love EduMatch. Uh, Sarah Thomas, Mandy Freilich, and all, the whole crew over there does great, great work. We have a lot of Teach Better family members, a lot of Teach Better team members 
that love using that publisher um, for their work. So shout out to Bree on that huge accomplishment and obviously a, a great educational publishing team. Uh, if any of you are are looking to go down that, that road. Lauren, good morning. Um, Brett, are you familiar with Lauren? Not yet, but I'd love to get to know Lauren. Yeah, Lauren's wonderful. I used to teach with her um, in a few different capacities. She's also participated a lot in like Teach Better webinars this summer. She's an all-star, but she has the cutest little daughter. And so oh. Brad, really go meet Lauren so you can see like some family photos because she's got an adorable family. I, I'm all about connecting with kids and uh, you find that kids take on the most incredible attributes of uh, their parents and caregivers, and yet they become their own person. And that, that's part of the gift of part of the gift of parenthood, part of the gift of, of being an educator or a family member, an aunt and uncle. It's 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 watching these little ones grow up to become the people they're going to be, uh, sometimes because of us and sometimes in spite of us. But uh, I look forward to getting to know Lord and her lovely daughter. Oh, she's wonderful. And also, you know, these people in your life that you you get to kind of grow up with a little bit, right? Like sure not only we grew up personally, but but watch them grow up. I was able to see Lauren during her student teaching year. I was able to uh, be a part of Lauren's wedding to her wonderful husband. Now she has this gorgeous daughter. I mean, it's like so sweet to watch people just go through life, right? To celebrate in those moments. It's so fun. So always good to see you in here, Lauren. Thanks for commenting. I know Megan Wells is here so we can officially start our Green Heart Love this morning. Um, Brad, how would you define the perfect moment to share a green heart? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Really, anything that you see, hear, or experience that sparks that, oh, that's awesome, just throw a green heart in there. Uh, anything that you agree with passionately, uh, anything that's an aha moment for you, uh, anything that's happening in our stream that gives you that little spark, that little jump of, of excitement to be a little bit better, Throw a green heart in there. And throw multiple hearts in there. We can have a we can have a heart avalanche. We can have a, uh, a heart typhoon. We 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 got into that last time, but yeah. I do I do think Brad. People kind of get in the habit. You either put one green heart, three green hearts, or like twenty five green hearts. I don't feel like I see a middle a middle very often. Right. I, I for me, I'm a little bit nitpicky. I don't like having more green hearts that spills over into the next line. I either like it to fill the first line. Mm -hmm. or just have one or two. So I'm, I'm a little bit, I don't know. I really uh, love when it's like way. a full section of green hearts. It's yeah. like line after line after line after line. It's like, you know, it's like kind of like it's raining, right? That that really right. is style. I, I, I found, and some of our family members have found uh, gifts of, uh, or gifs of these green hearts that are that are actually raining. I don't think we can throw those gifs into the chat here in our, uh, in our stream yard, but once you find them, you just click and you've got raining green hearts. It's amazing. I will say that's kind of the, that's a part of actually, we were going to talk about um, an incredible chat we had yesterday over on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, kind of a culmination of a, of a wonderful celebration of a core element of the Teach Better family that we did for a long time. Yeah. One of my favorite things during a Twitter chat when Megan Wells is participating is to try and find a different green heart gift every week. Like for a series of months, I'd be like, oh, I used that one three weeks ago. I got to find something else. It, just in case people are wondering, there are a copious amount of green heart gifts out there. So go enjoy, go explore. It's <laughs> some good stuff. Brad, speaking of things that make us feel good and some exciting moments, celebrations when those green hearts might be used, we're going to head into some good news. You feeling ready to celebrate some good stuff? It's a perfect time. Let's do it. Let's do it.
everyone. We have Andrea with us. Jeff Gargas is in the house. We love all the celebrations and the green hearts coming in. You guys just know the way to our heart. We have some epic celebrations for a good news segment. And a good news, good news segment really is built with just one core belief that we want to give you something to celebrate today. So whether you're using this to fill up your cup to celebrate something wonderful, or you're looking to share this information with a colleague down the hall or your staff when you're sending out staff notes later this week, or maybe you're bringing it to students and fostering discussion. The whole goal of this is just spread some positivity and celebration in your life. Brad, I know that you have an epic good news story for us today, but if you don't mind, we're going to really quickly refer to any holidays that we have today. Rachel Jensen on the Teach Better team does a great job giving us a list. We did not celebrate a very important holiday yesterday Right. Because I think Jeff Gargas was just so overwhelmed with emotion and excitement being live with Mike. I mean, that oh, was yeah. such a good conversation. And they had so much that they dove into. They actually did a great job diving into the good news story segment. La- yesterday, they had this really deep evaluation and reflection. So I feel like we can forgive them. But in case you missed it and you want to celebrate today, a day late, which we will forgive you because I'll be celebrating a day late is that yesterday was National Dog Day. People were posing their dogs everywhere. Brad, did you see that? Sure did. And I think anyone who owns a dog or a, a pet, a pet devotee, every day is National Dog Day in our house. I mean, our, our household really is is t- timetabled around our dog's needs, not the other way around. And so, uh, Ray, I know you've got two dogs at home. How did you guys celebrate? You know, I don't feel like we did a good enough job celebrating. Uh, we did go on a very long walk yesterday, but I don't know that that's going to that's gonna do it. So I think today is going to be a day late celebration, me and the mutts hanging out and doing something special. I was hoping in a perfect world to be able to bring them to the beach this weekend. So maybe maybe that will be our celebration. What about you, Brad? Um, we, uh, we're heading to the beach this weekend and fortunately we do most weekends, uh, along with Charlie, our, our dog. And, uh, so there'll be, uh, there'll be long walks, long walks. Uh, there'll be what we call swimmies. Charlie will go down to the lake and, and take a paddle. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a great spot because Charlie can let us know where he wants to walk. And there's lots of different routes for us to go in the forest, in the woods, along the cottage road. There's, there's lots for us to do. I love it. If you don't have a dog yourself, no stress. We're happy to share ours with you. So if you're close enough to come hang out with my dogs, let me know. And well, you can come and hang out. Otherwise, we'll just send you lots of pictures via social media and you'll feel like you're celebrating National Dog Day with us. The other thing I want to celebrate, Brad, I just felt like this worked for today. It's August 27th. It's a Friday morning. A lot of us you know, have started school already, whether it be our third weekend or our first weekend. Some of us are just finishing out our summer break. This holiday, this is a world-recognized holiday, is Just Because Day. So today is Just Because Day. And I want you to put a positive spin. That's not the answer that your mother gives when they tell you to do something and they say, just because I said so. But today is Just Because Day. Go do something wonderful just because. Just because. I'm, I'm not sure if any of our Teach Better family members are also Parks and Rec, Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. family members, but this might be a perfect day to treat yourself. Just do it because it makes you feel good or makes you look good or actually, you know, it could be something that that is making someone else feel good. Celebrate together. Just, just because. Yes, I love that. Just because. Good morning, Karen and Debbie who are jumping in. It looks like a lot of people's favorite holidays just because day. 
I have I have forgotten that this was one of my favorite holidays and thrilled to be celebrating with you, Brad. I'm so glad that we could spend this together. I'm thrilled too. And the really mind-blowing opportunity, Ray, is you you could really make any day just because day. It's that it's that mindset. It's, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look after myself. I'm gonna look after others. I'm gonna look look after the kids that I serve. I'm gonna fill myself up with that that, that awesome feeling of of contributing and, and making the world a better place. Just repeat, repeat, repeat. I love it. I love it, Brad. What's our good news story for this morning? What you, what are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling that I wanted to build on our theme this week of uh, of great beginnings and great endings. And and you and I and so many of our family have. Uh, uh, a hot drink, maybe it's a morning coffee to, to, to start your day right. And Ray, I've got a question for you. What if you could have your coffee and eat it too? You know, I feel like people say that with cake and my answer would typically be yes. So with coffee, my answer is also yes. A cake is going to be a whole different conversation about dessert later, Ray. But what I'm going to let you know is that um, you can now have your coffee and eat it too and do the world a bit of good. Uh, this comes from goodnewsnetwork.org, uh, and I will make sure that the link is in our uh, comments later for people to check this out. But uh, Manchester City, uh, the reigning champions of the English Premier League of football. Uh, I know, are, I know yep. Man City. Yep. Fantastic. Well, you're going to love Man City just a little bit more because now they're offering edible coffee and teacups at their stadium as a way to eliminate uh, tons and tons of landfill waste of disposable cups. So you can have your coffee in a wafer cup. It's made by a Scottish company called BioBite. Uh, it's 100 calories. Uh, it's in the shape of a cup. Uh, it's kind of like an ice cream cone with a with a flat bottom. And uh, it's you know the, the cup's not only fully recyclable, but it's absolutely delicious uh, they, with, uh, with the, the coffee soaking into the biscuit. And uh, it's a good deal. You know... Brad, you are you are adding a whole new element to this because originally you said Man City, and I will publicly say that I don't like that team. I'm a Tottenham fan. But okay. if we're going to get into providing me not only a great cup of coffee, but also the opportunity to eat my cup like I would an ice cream cone, which is a great analogy right there. Holy cow. I, I love a good ice cream cone. So that's like a snack and a beverage and a pick-me-up all in one. Ray, what, what comes to mind for you in terms of, okay, what, what problems could come up if you're, if you're pouring a hot coffee into like, basically a, what comes up for you? What? So that was actually my question, yeah. because if you said an ice cream cone, I was thinking through, I'm like, oh, that works because the ice cream is cold. It melts slowly. I don't quite feel as confident pouring a hot cup of coffee into a cone, but I guess I assume that somebody's done the research. The Scottish company must feel very confident about their product. Does it give any detail about that? It sure does. And they've done their research, Ray, and they've made it dovetail beautifully uh, into football culture. So um, even though the wafer is much like an ice cream cone, uh, the cup stays leak proof for 12 hours. What? Wait, did you say 12 hours? 12 hours. And even more amazingly, it stays crunchy for a full 45 minutes, which is exactly and always one half the duration of a football match. So you can get you can you can get a cuppa in your edible in your edible cup, and then you can get a second one at halftime. And even if you have the last bite just before the half, it'll still be crunchy. Wait, that is insane. Right. <laughs> this changes like so. I appreciate this is at a soccer match. When do we get these for like? teachers like i feel like teachers need morning pick-me-ups of a great cup of coffee 
and and a crunchy because you know most educators don't drink their coffee all in one sitting they're you know goofing around we always joke with educators that we're drinking cold coffee because we've gotten so distracted from our morning (laughs) i think that this is the right way that we need to change our coffee methods i would be happy very happy on behalf of the teach better team to reach out uh to biobite in scotland to ask about a how soon can we get these cups into the hands of our friends in North America? And B, can we get Teach Brighter branding on the side of the cup? Oh, my I only, my only worry is that is that the wafer would be so delicious, Ray, that I'd probably take a bite into it too soon and that I'd have coffee all over me. So I, I guess I'd have to learn restraint, maybe a little bit of delicacy. That's not my norm. So uh, anyway, uh, check that out. Uh, soccer fans can now eat their coffee, coffee cups on Good News Network. And I'll make sure that that link is posted back to the uh, comments here on Facebook. I love it. You know, I know that this is an absurd um, connection, but Brad, my sister lives in Scotland. I think you and I need to go take a trip to visit her. While we're there, we're going to go to the factory, the the business organization that that's making these. We need to tour the facility and then, you know, form this partnership. I think that this is really important to the Teach Better culture and for for the amazing people in our network, we owe them this. this. I couldn't agree more. This is an absolute must do. I, I saw earlier that Alex suggested that, you know, maybe uh, YouTube premium could be a legitimate business expense. I mean, I, I really think that not only a fact finding, but a marketing and goodwill mission between uh, the, you know, North America and the UK and our friends in Scotland. I think I think it's a teach better imperative. I think it's a, a TBI, if you will. I do want to address this question. These are, you know, the hard hitting questions we address here on Daily Drop In as we transition into discussing our brainstorm bank of the theme this week, which is all about morning routines. This coffee is very relevant still. Megan says, I would worry about eating something that sat on a counter. I guess because it's a flat bottom, she's thinking like, oh, you'd be putting the cup down. I I do think that at a soccer game, you really never put things down unless it's like on the on the ground, which you wouldn't really be doing. Or I guess you'd put a napkin under it, right? It would sit on top of a napkin. That's, I don't know. What I'm hoping, Ray, is that as they are uh, shipped in their uh, sleeves of containers, they've prob- they've likely got like a paper uh, a paper wrap around the bottom, sure. so that the, the person doing the food service can take them without or or take them without touching them. And they they I don't know yet, but maybe give them to the yeah. customer with the paper sleeve on the bottom. The paper is recyclable. Uh, but I just don't know. The other cool thing is because it's a food product, even if you don't finish the wafer, uh, it can go into a, a green bin for um, uh, to divert to to landfill. So I love I'll this. Get- you know, I hope these happen. Uh, these come to the U.S. very soon. And if it only comes to soccer stadiums, we'll all need to go to go to a soccer match to to experience this. So I'm I'm a huge fan. This is great, Brad. We're going to transition here to discuss. Um, the, the the topic, the theme that we've had this week, which you did so wonderfully blending into our good news story of making sure that we start and end our day with success. So we'll be right back with our brainstorm bank. All right, you guys know how this works. We take an intentional moment every single day for our daily drop-in, obviously to share some laughs and share some good news with you, but really to ask you if you need anything. And I know that sounds so silly, um, but we really want to be intentional with saying that we're not only starting your morning off with some feel-good, some laughs, some family time, a good morning cheers, 
but also as an educator, we know that you are so dedicated to supporting the students in your classroom, solving so many different problems in education. We'd love to be your brainstorming partner. So you obviously can share your questions, your comments, your concerns in the chat when we're live. We do our best to answer those. You can also head to teachbetter.com slash brainstorm bank or teachbetter.com slash daily drop in and submit your questions there. That way, if you had something that pops into your mind in the middle of the day, you don't have to remember it all the way until the following morning. You can just dump it in there and we can be here to support you. Brad, we have been focusing this entire week on routines. And while I love the coffee suggestion, do I, I am dying to know, do you have a routine that you start and end your day with? Do you only have one routine? How does that work for you? <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed to tell you that my morning routine usually involves ignoring the alarm. Uh, but uh, when, no, not on Friday mornings for daily drop-in, I'll tell you. Uh, when that alarm goes off, uh, boom, I'm up and sort of at them. But uh, no, my morning routine uh, includes uh, listening to news radio, uh, mm. you know, your, your, your typical uh, shower and dress, a uh, uh, cup of coffee. Um, uh, my wife, Jennifer, walks our dog early in the morning, 5.30 daily. Uh, and between 5.30 and 6, uh, I'm up and and hopefully for... <laughs> For uh, for a good day, I've got the coffee ready when she returns, and and we we have a chat and a visit before we each kind of go our, our separate ways to get ready for the day, and then kind of repeat at the at the the start of the school day. Uh, you know, you, the moment you walk in is your you know your first opportunity to kind of set your own intention for the day, and then as you start to meet you know as I start to meet my uh, staff members and colleagues at the school, it, it, it's a way for you to engage with them positively, enthusiastic to to help set the intention for their day. It also gives you an opportunity when you walk in the building to to see how you might serve others and how you might support their work. And that, that's a key question I often ask. It's that, that important second question that uh, our friend Martin Silverman talks about. You know, after figuring out how are you, what's up with you this morning, uh, I often ask, how can I support your work today? And yeah. then uh, and j j just pause and wait. And then if you don't get an answer, you can say, oh, no, really? Like, <laughs> how can I support your work today? What do you need? How can I help? And just that's what Teach Better is all about, too. Just keep that cycle going. What do you need? How can we help? You know, it's so funny, Brad. We've been discussing all week this theme, and, and there's been something that came up right away on Monday. It's kind of trickled throughout the week, this concept of not only starting and ending your day, but starting and ending your work day, and those actually being separate intentional moments and how they do flow into one another. Lindsay Titus on Tuesday did a great job discussing how how you end your evening, your before you go to sleep, kind of like setting up your morning the next morning. But even just in your, your evaluation there, you're talking about two different routines. One is having a wonderful morning with your family, getting started, having some visiting time before you you both head to your 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 planned activities for the day, but then also, you know, kind of walking in with intention to your school yet school day, saying good morning to everyone that 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 you interact with. And then that second question, which you've discussed on live or before with Daily Drop-In discussing what's that second question that you're going to ask somebody that's actually going to get to, you know, some some meat and potatoes of your conversation and support being the focus is is a wonderful driver. Uh, I've heard you say it's, uh, you can help me fill in the blanks, but something about fluff. Fluff ain't enough. Fluff ain't enough. And so uh, in, in our busy lives with our headspace filled with, well, I've got to do this first, then next, finally, uh, it, it's easy to let the fluff be enough. Just, just you know, making eye contact and smiling and moving on with your day. Um, 
it's a start. Uh, but when you can start your day with the intention of connecting, uh, and it, it, it's it's intentional, and and we're so busy, we we have to strive even to make an extra five, 10 seconds of connection with someone. We we have to be able to pause, relax our body, take a deep breath, let you know, let people we interact with know that we're we're there for them in that moment. We're not just, you know, they're not just zooming by as we make our way to our classroom or our office or wherever it is. But uh, uh, it, it's all about intention. Uh, and it, it's all about, you know, um, also communicating when you might need something from someone to start your day. Maybe you're walking in with a little bit less energy than you're used to. Or maybe you're walking in with a problem of practice or, or something difficult that you have to take on. Um, you know, we're, we're better together. And so if you're able to connect with a trusted colleague or a friend or a family member about what you're facing, uh, you can, you know, you can seek some reassurance, you can seek some strategies. Uh, but above all, what you're seeking is reassurance that you've got this. Uh, there, there, there's so much about our working lives as educators that's incredibly stressful. And those stresses can certainly compound and, and kind of immobilize you. So, you know, talk about start, you can't even start. Uh, because you're going down rabbit holes of all of the different things, all of the different challenges that you may encounter. Uh, and I've been through that myself a number of times. And so you, you want to seek the reassurance that you've got this. You take the first best next step. And then you, you, over time, you trust that you've got whatever next step happens after that. Yeah, Brian, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And there, I think there are some supports that you can put in um, to ensure that that happens as consistently as possible. I mean, your concept of asking the second question of how can I support your day today it is a perfect example. Um, in the school that I, I previously worked in, uh, we used to have, and we actually, I was there yesterday morning and we were able to kind of oh, have nice. this moment together, but we used to start with like pod morning meetings and it really wasn't like a real thing, but it became a real thing. And it was so fun to do it again yesterday where the school building that we were in kind of has these pods of classrooms, these group of classrooms, within a community space in the middle. And it was wonderful that, you know, a few minutes before the bell or maybe as the bell, click, you know, rang when you had that transition time, all the teachers kind of came into the central location with their coffee. We all said, good morning. We kind of checked in with each other. There was always a story that we were following up on. And it was really like taking a pulse of the community that you really interacted with in terms of like your teaching community that, that you're really checking in to say, you know, Brad, if we taught across the hall from each other, how's Brad doing this morning? Does he need anything that I can help with that, you know, I'm just across the hall, like he can lean on me. And it really allows, I think, that small little ecosystem that exists in that building. Obviously, there's so many other realms as well, but that small little crew to say, how are we all working together to be successful for the day? And, you know, more often than not, Brad, you know how educators work, work in the morning, one person was doing great, was able to pick up coffee and feels ahead of schedule. And the other teacher was like, oh my gosh, my daughter was fighting me. They, I dropped him off at school and we had all these issues and I'm running so far behind. And you're able to kind of say, oh, I can go run and make a copy for you. Can I cover your class for the first two minutes? There's, there's just this little ebb and flow that exists that I always love those morning brainstorm sessions. There's so much I love about uh, that scrum uh, in your in the teaching pause that you describe. Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot we can learn from uh, from other uh, walks of life and and other professions like uh, like athletics or medicine, where they they have these rituals. They they have huddles. They have scrums. Mm -hmm. They they have a clean start to the day where everyone comes together. And not only are you sharing vital information to help everyone move forward with serving the kids or or, or serving the patients or serving the fans, uh, you're, it also builds community. 
Um, and as you know, as our teams get more and more comfortable with each other, and as our teams get to know each other better, then the teams can actually express vulnerability, express those needs you talked about. You know, my um, I was late dropping off my child at the babysitter. Like anything, anytime we have an opportunity to e express our needs, um, and we can rally other people to support us. It, it's even better. So just think about all the times Ray, or I think myself, all the times that I've walked around with worries and problems and barriers in my mind. Uh, and I, I, I never shared them with anybody. Uh, sometimes we don't share them because we don't want to burden someone else. Sometimes we don't share them because we haven't yet established the level of trust that, that makes it possible uh, to share. But honestly, you know, um, hardship or challenges shared can be hardship and challenges that are overcome. Um, and those scrums are a perfect opportunity to do that because they build community. They keep everyone focused on the core purpose and they can be a lot of fun. Imagine if that scrum comes together with, um, with someone playing some dance music on their, uh, on their iPhone. Um, at one of our, one of our ways to start our day, uh, at the school where I serve is, uh, morning music. We have, uh, music welcoming people, uh, in the hallways as they, as they come to work. Uh, we have entry music uh, for our teachers and students when they come in the day to to, to energize them. Um, and, and we even do a, a daily music contest where people are listening for the theme. And so um, the, the other thing that key, that sustains the day to, to go to the end at, at the school I serve is is music is soothing music in the halls throughout the day that carry people through their day. Uh, and then uh, often there is a quick uh, have a great day. So glad you were here announcement at the end to send people on their way. So routines, rituals, connections, building community and, and getting to know each other so well that it's safe to be vulnerable and, and to share what your worries or what your barriers are. And then you can, you know, just like our mastermind, you can rally the support of the team to get things done. Brad, I am such a big music person. I think that music can alter moods so quickly mm -hmm. that the power behind it is so underutilized. Um, I am I am one of those educators that when I have students transitioning uh, between class to class or when the morning like I'm cranking up the volume as loud as it will go and the teachers on either side of me are kind of always like oh that's 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 how Miss Hewitt teaches you know like it's I love that environment I love that you're incorporating music in a building level to to set the tone because that that really is a part of getting people in the right headspace I mean in some regard Brad these daily drop-ins are like that morning come together check-in because oh. we're not only here obviously to catch up with each other's lives we're drinking coffee but but also to to kind of check in to see if people need anything that is kind of along the same lines that we're discussing in this dialogue here that you might be doing in your school building that's an amazing connection that that is exactly what is happening right now is, is people coming together at a time for a specific time for a specific purpose uh, for connection to get to know each other better. And, you know, Ray and I, we both have our Twitter handles right there on the screen. So Ray, Ray mentioned a, a number of ways you can you can pose your your challenges or your brainstorm bank. You can also reach out to any team members directly uh, on Twitter or whatever. Like we, we're, we're a team, we're a family. And so we want to make it possible for anybody watching or listening to reach out early and often. Uh, and even if we don't know the answers, we can be a sounding board for you to figure out the solution. And, and we're, we're all so well connected within our own networks. I often uh, tell the staff members that I lead, the answer is somewhere. The, the answer is somewhere in our building. Uh, if, it's, if it's a significant problem, if it's a crisis, someone in our system has handled this problem beautifully. We're going to find out who it is and how they did it. And so 
no need for us to struggle alone with those worries and and those um, uh, those barriers within our head that just just weighs us down. The the answer is somewhere, probably very much closer than we think. Brad, can I ask you a little bit of a strategic question? Um, so I was so fortunate, I think, in the building, and it sounds like you're very fortunate in the building that you work in as well. Every building has pros and cons. Every building has things that need improvement, that aren't as great as we'd like, and things that we so appreciate and admire. And something that I just appreciate and admire specifically about Evans Junior High is that the staff that I worked with day in, day out, really had a mindset where they wanted to do what was right for students. And I think it's amazing that you can get people together that all share that mindset because no matter what happens then, you know you're going to be okay. Um, but that that mindset really did allow for these morning meetings to occur because people truly cared about each other. They had a common interest in wanting to see this occur. So it happened. If you're right now listening and you're in a building that has those long, typical school hallways and people don't have that same back and forth collaboration or, or space where they're like fostering community in the morning. Is there any way or any suggestions that you have, Brad, to like start that, that maybe that nature? And I don't think it's going to happen overnight. Like one time is not going to change the world. But but is there anything that somebody could start doing to try and foster this type of morning structure? I sure, I sure do. It reminds me of uh, of uh, the snowball running downhill. It starts with a snowflake, and as it picks up momentum, it grows and grows and grows. Uh, and so one strategy is just, it's simple, just start. Uh, make it your intention to connect positively with a colleague um, and find out how they're doing, uh, find out how you can support their work today and 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 if there's a way they can support your work let them know but but even more importantly ray i think it's important for us just to name that's our intention so mm -hmm. just say i would love to work towards an opportunity to meet with our grade level team in a fun informal way every morning uh and let's just get started and then mm -hmm. so, so much of what we strive to do just goes unnamed and therefore it's unnoticed people don't know the why so why is Brad? Brad's never walked into my classroom this, uh, at 7.45 in the morning to, to talk with me. Why is he here? What does he need? If we just name what we're doing and just name the intention, I really want us, you know, I really want to develop a, a relationship with you to know you better and better so that I can serve and support you. You can do the same for me. Just just name. So that that's it. Name that intention and just start. And then if you can, tell a friend. It's like that uh, commercial. They told two friends and they told two friends and so on and so on. And and so it's 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 naming the intention. It's just starting somewhere and building on that. Even even if you and if even if it's you and the colleague that are getting together uh, every Monday and Friday, it's a start, mm -hmm. and that's something to build on. But uh, not knowing not knowing what's going to happen next is often so much a barrier to just getting started. We talked about that a little bit, a little bit earlier. But just just start, name what your intention is, and then grow the network. And that can be part of the intention too. I, I want I want what we experience to be shared and enjoyed. And I, I think staff members need to be willing to step up and let school leadership know what they need. And I, I know that it's not easy in many of our buildings. Uh, many of our buildings don't yet have cultures where uh, there is uh, there is active, uh, positive, or sometimes even challenging dialogue 
uh, between school leadership and, and staff members, faculty members. But um, again, once you name the intention and how it's going to serve kids, just like you said, Ray, if you can connect your intention with service to kids, nobody in the building should disagree. And then you can move forward that way. I love that concept of truly being blunt, transparent, and naming the goal. I think that that is a beautiful strategy that that seems to be quite easy when you say it, but it's something that we often overlook. And feel free to blame us, guys. You can be like, oh, I was listening to Daily Drop-In, and these two wacky educators said that this really made an impact, and I thought we could try it. You know, like, feel free to blame us. We would love to, to, be the, to be the caveat to you having this conversation. That sounds good to me. Ray, the, the cool thing is that this is really grounded in great instruction. So mm -hmm. as educators, we know that kids can hit any learning target that they know about. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have been learning more and more over the years not to make teaching and learning a mystery to our kids. And so we'll have uh, learning targets. We'll have uh, mastery goals. Kids know where they're going. And it's the same with adults. If, if you set the intention and you name what the target is, then then we can hit any learning target, we can hit any networking target, we can hit any relationship target that we name and that we can see. And finally, you know, it's, it's about just like in, in the classroom, why are we learning this? What's in it for me? How is this going to expand my knowledge, my horizons, my connectivity, my contributions? It's the same thing. If you name the intention and name the why and you ground it in service to kids, the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. You are so spot on. And Brad, I did intend to ask you so many more questions about like how you conclude your day. But I also think a lot of these suggestions that we were discussing for a morning routine, checking in, creating a culture of collaboration, checking in with people and, and understanding their needs, it really goes into how you can spend your afternoon, how, you know, a tradition you might do before you leave work or anything else. I really love, Brad, if we could actually transition here to kind of recap the discussion that we've had this week in case anybody popping in has missed different conversations throughout the week, some key highlights. And that will allow us to kind of tie this all up in a beautiful bow. And hopefully people feel confident and more prepared to start and end their day with success. Love it. Let's do it. We have a lot of discussions uh, like throughout the week of which like little commercial segment everybody likes best. That by far is my favorite one. I think it's really remarkable too, Ray. You haven't mentioned this to the audience, but the session musicians that are jamming for each of those transitions, they're actually in your office right now. Yep, uh, and right I, I really think it's, I, don't, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I, I know that our production staff does an amazing job on the video transitions, but you know, live session musician transition music every day. Yeah. Uh, and they have to get really here so early, Brad. I mean, we start every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. I mean, they are here setting up dedicated to the work. So, yes, we appreciate not only the live <laughs> band, but our epic production team. <laughs> um, as I we, as we think through, like, recapping the week, I know, Brad, you've been able to tune in all week as well. Um, it's been so fun to kind of see Daily Drop-In evolve. You know, this is definitely something that we started at a time where we were just trying to be accessible. And I love that a year and a half later, as we're kind of like relaunching daily drop-in happening every single morning, Monday through Friday, it really has the same goal, the same intention, right? We're just trying to be accessible, provide 
some sort of value in your day, whether you just need a good pick-me-up, some good news, you're trying to be a part of community, so you're a part of our family cheers that we have every morning, or if you're looking to have some deep educational discussion, that's why we're here. And we've been able to do that all week this week with a number of different guests. Monday, you know, is a staple, just like Fridays, where we have the same co-host every single time. So you and I are able to do Fridays. It's so fun to have you a part of this as a consistent basis. Jeff Gargas actually starts our week on Monday mornings. And him and I really discussed routines. He brought up this discussion of, of ending your workday being different than ending your evening, uh, which was not something that, that I had really thought much of, but it's been a theme all week. You know, this concept of not only ending your day with success, but ending your work day with success whenever that occurs throughout your time. Um, I'm not sure if you're able to tune into that one, uh, mm -hmm. Brad, but, but the discussion really allowed us to kind of find appropriate transitions throughout our day and being intentional with those transitions. It's the, the key messages for me that have been evolving throughout the week, Ray, about wrapping up your day have to do with both um, being in a prepared mindset when you come in the building the next day, but also having enough accomplished or wrapped up that you can leave your work area and and just leave it there. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it, it allows you to move forward in two ways. One is with with the confidence that uh, you'll know how to begin the next day, which is about setting intention, but also that for the most part, um, even in spite of how connected we are with uh, with devices and computers and email, we, we can walk away. Um, and, you know, Lindsay Titus would say that, you know, no matter where you are, you're 100% striving to show up. And so that, that navigating that work-life balance or blend, it, it's just a constant a constant process of refinement and refining those opening and closing routines within, you know, within your day, wait, you know, wake up and go to bed within there. There's your, your, your work life and your workspace and work mindset, but constantly refining and not beating yourself up. If you feel that you're staying too late or leaving too early or up too late, or like just, you know, every day is a new opportunity for you to refine what you do for more success for you and ultimately more success for your kids and your family. Oh, I love that. You're you're so spot on. And that transitions perfectly because Lindsay Titus was our guest on Tuesday morning. Thank goodness she joined us this week. You guys know yeah. that she's one of the, the many educators that we love to lean on when we talk about routines and Shouldville and anything else. Uh, that was a great conversation. I think the biggest takeaway from our Tuesday dialogue as we were building on what you know Jeff had discussed is this transition between, yes, every transition is intentional. And every transition has the opportunity to say, I'm stepping away from this role and I'm going to move into the next one. But also that as we transition, we can set up the one that we're heading to next um, throughout that time. So, you know, a lot of her focus was, yes, my ending routine to end and conclude my day before I head to bed is actually prepping me for, to have success in the morning when I begin that next routine. And I thought that 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 flow, we talked about flow a lot, mm -hmm. was was a beautiful discussion around how your day, while maybe broken up into segments, actually moves with some fluidity from one life focus to another. And, and that works on a physiological, a psychological, and emotional level too, Ray. I'm doing kind of a deep dive right now into, um, into approaches at school that serve to calm, reassure, and soothe kids and this applies for adults too in order to move forward and return to the core purpose which is your teaching and learning and it's what research is is demonstrating is that it's those uh, constant 
predictable, soothing routines. It's the predictability that allows everyone's uh, alarm bells to kind of take the alarm stop sounding because you know what's happening next. We we all have uh, we all have work days or, or days where we're we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, and that that's that's just life. That that's human. But you know, in terms of positive psychology and in terms of keeping our own alarm bells down and keeping the flow, the flow is the perfect uh, is the perfect word there, Ray. It 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 works on that level too, um, and so. So, so often as educators, we're called to share our calm with our kids who may be naturally uh, excitable or excited and we, we want to keep the core purpose. So mm-hmm. finding our calm means that we're confident in our routines. Uh, mm-hmm. When we're confident in our routines, the children we serve will be too. And it's actually something that that you can feel like where our our attitudes and our emotional states harmonize with others around us. If, if we're frantic and not sure what's happening next, the people around us sure will be too. Absolutely. You know, I think that that, that mindset, that approach really is going to allow us to find the right flow in our individual routines. I, I love this thing that I love this theme that we're able to, to talk through. Wednesday, actually, we added a few other layers. Uh, Dr. Brian Zwemke joined us and, and while we went into a bunch of different pieces, including some, some deep discussion in a banana split, which I always mm-hmm. encourage uh, all of you to celebrate our, our you know banana split holiday that we celebrated on Wednesday. Um, but that conversation really dealt with, you know, we talked about exercise. We talked about um, a lot of different pieces. My biggest takeaway was the fact that um, Brian structured his schedule to allow for a little bit of chaos in the morning and have that not ruin the routine that he was setting up for himself. So he was discussing how as a, as a leader in a school building, there's always things that comes up in the morning. So setting the expectation that you're not getting your to-do list until later in the afternoon or, or later into the late morning allowed him the freedom to either get ahead because nothing came up and he can work on whatever was on his list. But also if something did come up, he had the time and autonomy to to, to support it, to deal with it, which I thought was a great strategy. Talk about a strategy to get yourself out of shouldville. There, there's so much that we feel as educators that we should be doing. Okay. It's, it's nine ten. I should be onto this. It's nine 30. I should be doing that. And, and that that's those things interrupt the flow because you're thinking negatively. You're thinking in a deficit mindset. It's I should, I have to, um, a colleague that you may know in our networks, uh, Monty Siri, who's a, uh, an ed- educator, Monty, uh, Monty is is brilliant at at setting intention for the day that there, there's no clock. It's about connection, uh, and so you know it, it may be planned chaos, but it could also be planned connection. Yeah, I, I'm I know what the clock says, but I know that an investment in taking care of business with the people that I care about and serve is going to reap dividends down the road when I am on the clock. So uh, it it's about giving yourself permission to to, to have flow. Uh, and often in our, I mean, we, we may have rigid timetables where a teacher is arriving in your room or your kids are, are leaving. And, but no matter, no matter what happens, you know, again, as Lindsay would say, there, there's a hundred percent opportunity in every moment of, of every day, uh, to be authentic to be authentically you and to allow the kids that you serve to, to do the same. Oh, so true. This conversation continued all week long, obviously Jeff and Mike had a great conversation yesterday. You and I have been able to add to that conversation. It's been so fun to be able to focus on routines. We're kind of transitioning next week into 
um, not only routines from your from the beginning and end of your day, but actually routines within the actual classroom. We're going to be focusing on your learning environment and building the right space to not only support you as an educator, but you and your students in their learning progression. So I'm excited to discuss physical space, not only with COVID restrictions, which we know many, many educators are problem solving through, but even with the restrictions before us, even with the hurdles before us, how can we set up our physical space for success? I'm excited to dive into that. We have a lot of guests joining us next week to actually go deeper into that discussion, some of which obviously will be Jeff joining us on Mondays. You know that that's typical. Looks like we have Claude Larson joining us on Tuesday. Dustin Stats is joining us on Wednesday. Thursday is the one and only Carly Spina. You know that she's going to have so many different perspectives to share. And then obviously Friday is closing out with you and I again every single Friday morning uh, discussing that physical space and the environment we set up for learning with our students. So, Brad, I cannot wait to get into that. Is there any kind of final bow that you can um, challenge our our listeners with as they enter into their Friday, as they enter into their weekend, things that they can keep in mind to continue the theme of routines, being successful in you know the structures of their day, any call to action they can think through this weekend that you have for them? Yeah, Ray, thanks. And it, for me, it's just about you know paying attention, uh, paying attention to what you're experiencing as you start your day, whether it's your day in your home or your day at your workplace. Pay attention to how you're ending your day in your workplace and ending your day at home. Uh, you might want to journal. You might want to take notes or jot down what's working for you or what do you wish was different. Uh, it shouldn't stop you in your tracks and say, I, I should, uh, I, I should not. It, it, it can be, I want to I want to make this small refinement. And you know, leverage the power of our networks within your building, mm -hmm. within your home, your loved ones especially, uh, or within our Teach Better family. Uh, pay attention. Uh, commit to small changes that make bigger differences for you cumulatively and, and leverage your networks. I love it, Brad. Thank you so much for joining our daily drop-in this morning. I love being able to kick off our Friday mornings talking to chat with you and hanging out. We'll be back next week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern over on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Obviously, after we're live, it also becomes an episode of Teach Better Talk podcast. So you can listen there as well. Brad, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and an incredible weekend ahead of you. I wish the same for you, Ray. And just like you've noted, this is an amazing start to my day, whether I'm uh, co-hosting with you or, or listening or watching along. It's it's an amazing start. And the real takeaway for me is the daily drop-in is is just like that connective team uh, ritual that we uh, that we talked about. I'm really glad that we explored that connection today. And I can't wait to see what the next week is going to bring here on the DDI. All right, guys, we appreciate you. Happy daily drop-in. Good morning. We hope you enjoy the last sip of your coffee. I have a little bit more than a sip left. I did not drink enough coffee during daily drop-in, so I'm going to go catch up. But we hope that you have an incredible day. Please let us know if you need anything. Bye, guys.